1: Why, hello there, friend. It's the Nerdist Podcast number 245. Uh, Matt, Myra, Jonah Ray, and I will be coming to a couple cities, possibly near you. We're going to be in New York October 12th. That's a Friday at the Best Buy Theater Plex thing. Uh, we're going to be performing a Nerdist Podcast live there. We're also going to be at uh, JFL 42, the Just for Laughs wing in Toronto. Toronto uh, at the end of September. So if you go to jfl42.com, you can get... Information for tickets for that Or if you go to Nerdist.com calendar You can get information For tickets to uh, Our show in New York Say TV owners The Nerdist television show Is going to be on BBC America This weekend With a tribute to Time travel uh, That will be Saturday The 18th of August BBC America 10, 9 central Please watch that Because we'd love To make more of them And it's fun And we like you I'd like to thank Amazon.com for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. It's really simple. If you want to support this show, go to the episodes page on Nerdist.com, episode number 245. There's a little uh, colorful banner under there, and you click on it, and you just shop the way you normally would to buy whatever sort of weird stuff you want, to, where it's male grooming products or color forms, or I don't know what you shop for, but whatever it is, whatever you buy um, will, will trickle back to the Nerdist Podcast, and you'll be supporting us if you don't have the ability to see us live. Or you could do both if you want to be a super fan. Uh, I am very excited about this episode because some people you just, you see them and you go, yeah, I bet that person's really cool. And she fucking totally was. Uh, Carla Gugino, who's been in some mind blowingly great movies and uh, is so fucking awesome. She's friends with uh, Connie Britton, who was also on the podcast earlier, who's also fucking awesome. So it makes me really happy that two. Fucking awesome people are friends A lot of F-bombs in the intro A lot of F-bombs Necessary? No Fun? You fucking bet So uh, I was very excited to have her on Uh, Political Animals is the show That's the miniseries that she's on USA Which I believe is on uh, Sunday the 19th of August Or if you happen to miss that Then just find it somewhere online Political Animals And also she talked about a really great movie called Hotel Noir that she's in with a, a fantastic cast uh, I don't know exactly what the release date is But that's why you have the internet And if you're listening to this podcast You're probably an advanced internet user So you can probably figure out a way To look that up On the interwebs With whatever uh, web crawler Or Lycos or AltaVista Or whatever it is that you use to find out stuff uh, Information So here we go And there's podcast episode number 245 With the uh, super 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 awesome Carla Gogino. Unnecessary Italian intonation on that, not intentional.
2: Now entering Nerdist.com.
3: Or if I want to swear, at Chris, I'd hit the cough button. If you would, but I can still read your lips, and they can usually hear me still. Then yeah, and so you
1: really don't try to hide. Doesn't it that do much. anything. Yeah, so the the cough button is if you you know if you're a if you're a coughing
3: enthusiast and you're right. just like I just I've been like it's been like ten minutes since I've, I've had <laughs> a cough. <laughs> That's what that button. You know, I would just, uh, yeah. hate to go to the annual coughing like enthusiast gathering. <laughs> that would be an awful, <laughs> that would be a terrible gathering. So these mics, you have to kind of get right up on them. Right, they're collect class reading
1: that? mics, that and we're already recording. Corporate. How about that? Oh, I love it. It's seamless, Carla. It's it really, seamless. It really is. <laughs> this is how podcasts that work. shove microphones in your face.
3: <laughs> you know, uh,
1: you know like part. when you're doing radio, you got to sit there and wait. are like, I, okay, true. one more sec. We got to do a segment with Jimmy the dickhead. We sent him to a tampon convention and we're doing crazy radio. And <laughs> then... Then you get that
3: live yeah. read for one 800 mattress. <laughs> exactly. And, then, the last off and then
1: traffic. Yep. Uh, On the threes. Yeah. And so, so this is very <laughs> informal and casual and it. conversational. I
0: love
1: it. So first of all... It's wonderful to have you on.
0: I'm so glad to be
2: here.
1: Uh, I, I you would never remember this. Years ago, I saw you at a party at Connie Britton's house. Yes. Uh, who I who I've known for uh, over a decade. Totally. And uh, and I was too nervous to say hello to you because I, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> that's
0: I, ridiculous. I was like, hey, <sighs> <laughs> fuck,
1: that's not how you say hi to someone.
0: I think any party at Connie Britton's house, you you know, you should you should know that you could say hi to anybody. I mean, you know, we're we're like it's family.
1: I guess so. But as much as look, I I, I do this. I I'm a stand up. I have no problem talking in front of people. But I have a, true. a I have slight fuck yourself man. But I have like I have a moderate amount of social anxiety in those in those types of situations.
0: Don't you not trust anybody who doesn't though? On some level, like people who are super overly confident at parties after are something. kind of concerning. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Why'd, I mean, you, why'd you just hand me a drink? What'd you put in it? <laughs> hey, nothing. We're all friends. No, we're not. I don't know exactly. you. Uh, so are you are you are you uh, are you still friends with uh, with the Connie Britton?
0: I, I am I am still the 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 best friends with the Connie Britton. Um, she is totally kicking ass right now. She's in Nashville, singing up a storm with the not the, like, the
3: city, the show okay. and the city. Oh, I as know. a matter of
0: fact, she's doing she's doing double duty. She is in Nashville <laughs> shooting Nashville. Uh, with like Tina you know, Burnett producing sh- her music, oh and God.
3: It's, it's they shot bananas. Cheers in L.A. You don't have to go to Boston.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just saying. No, wait.
2: No, <laughs> um, no, I've I, seen the bar in Boston where I, they shot.
0: I, cheers. I think she'd be ex- really excited for you to go and say that on her behalf.
1: <laughs> by the way, I think Fraser Crane's doing a great job on Boss. I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: if it's he's just, doing a great job now, controlling all those people. Um, but uh, Connie, did you,
0: did you see those people hanging from meat hooks in the ads? Yeah. Yeah. That, by the way, yeah. I just saw that. I was like. What is that on Sons well, Boulevard? Well, if
3: that, if that billboard said don't fuck with Frasier, I would own that. <laughs> but it just says boss. It says boss. And then all of his. All of Someone his... please Photoshop that for me. Don't <laughs> See, fuck with Fraser.
1: Because you know, the subtext, Matt, is that when you have a dickhead boss, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like you're hanging in a meat locker. It's yeah, true. It's, it's very cool. <laughs> it's nice. Actually, it's a relief in this heat. Yeah. Uh, but. Let's talk about let's talk about you, Carla. Um, <laughs>
0: so much rather talk about
1: Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite Kelsey Grammer vehicle? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question.
0: Um, no,
1: Down I, Periscope. I, you know
0: what? I actually haven't seen Boss, but I hear it's amazing. It I've, seen, I've seen I've seen I've
1: seen clips of it, and it does it does have that. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it it's obvious that after the uh, the Glenn Close uh, damages after damages, they're like. I feel hey, really
0: good that I came up with that.
1: Inside. That was great.
0: I, thanks. That uh, never happens. That won't happen again. They were like,
1: <laughs> well, we'll test you throughout the show and see if we can uh, stump your television trivia. But they were like, Kelsey, you needed damages. <laughs> Ted Danson was on damages. Come on, let's let's make mm. your damages.
0: He does seem like he's got that, well, you know better than, you know, anybody that's like com- comedians and comics always have. There, There's rarely one that I've met that doesn't have like a, you know, a good underbelly of darkness. So Maybe that's a... That's a good use of his talents in a different way.
1: Have you ever dated a comic before?
0: I never have.
1: Very, very serious. Yes. Like very, or at least... The ones, the ones that I know, like we fuck around publicly, and then we get home, and they're like, "Oh, let's, <laughs> let's analyze everything. Exactly. <laughs> let's be... everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I haven't uncovered every molecule of this situation yet, so let me just go back and replay it in my mind a million times. Exactly. Uh, did you ever? Because you, I, you, you, are funny. So have you, you, you? Do you? Do you? Have, did you ever do any kind of comedy? And when you're,
0: you know, what's weird, and you know how this is, like as an actor, you end up getting. Constantly either put in some box, just because human beings do that, I don't even think it's a bad thing. I think it's just we see somebody in something and we assume that's kind of like what they do, and then you see until you see them do something else. So when I first started, I mean, I, you know, I did the son in law with Polly. I
1: remember the son in law. Uh, The son in law sparked a a complete. a pantheon of polished shore fish uh, yes, out of water yes, flicks yes. but and a disregard for the public <laughs> <laughs> that they 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 did not i i mean you know i'm not going to be mean they the, the movies didn't get better as they went along but i actually really liked son in law
0: the the son in law i have to say is a pretty it, it's it's fantastic cuz i know i had a great time on that movie and i do know that... I know exactly who the fans are of Son-in-Law, which are still come up to me all the time. Oh, my God. And basically, you're like, if you're, if you're looking pretty stoned and like you're in college, you be, you're going to say, like, <laughs> oh, my God, I know you from, and I'm like, the son-in-law. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and then I did Spin City, and that's when I met Carl. I Connie. remember, yeah. Um, so I what's funny, though, is that I haven't until... Um, I mean, Entourage was fun in that way, too, even though that's not the same kind of comedy. But I don't get to do as much comedy as I would like is basically the shorter answer to that question. It's
1: kind of funny how the business... <laughs> in an unspoken way, will dictate what it thinks you should be doing.
0: Yeah, it is. It's really amazing, and it basically it's all all up to us to kind of like keep continuing to surprise ourselves and therefore other people, so that we can actually get shots at doing something that we might be really good at that people don't really think about. You know,
1: Brian Cranston said the same thing sitting in the same chair. Really? Yeah. and Now I got a timeline. Now uh, I got to talk. He was like, sitting in that chair. Why you gotta
3: ruin oh, a moment?
0: That. I'm sorry. I was Would feeling so special.
1: Hit your cough button the next time you want to ruin <laughs> momentum. Don't I have one over here. Hit your momentum ruiner button. My momentum ruiner button. You need That's us. just my voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it is, uh, you know, because I've experienced the same thing. Just I pretty much just gave up trying to get roles in films because I'm like, you know, it's easier for people to have me host things, and I love doing that, so I'll just do that. And I don't you're give a really shit. Really good at
0: that, but you uh, should, but you know, there's no. I mean, you've got many years to be continued. You know, it's like you never know. You might get. It's funny. I was talking to Craig Ferguson. I just did his show
1: recently, and we were on the same episode.
0: um, We, but we weren't. But we didn't.
1: We didn't couch together. No. But we were on the same episode. This
0: makes me so sad because I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. So um, I didn't see you. Which obviously, Chris watched
1: it. I didn't.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad. Um, no, his show is always so fun because he's so fun. Yeah. Um, but but we were talking about it because I was saying he he did a little uh, thing as himself for Political Animals, and uh, I was like, I always want to act with him. And uh, I, I was like, you know, this is this was like as close as we got so far. You were really good. He was like, what do you mean I was good? I played myself. <laughs> um, but uh, but I think he was a, a really good. A- he's a really good actor too. And then he's become successful at some. You know, it's like something else. But he's
1: another one like comedian. You know, uh, probably has that. You There's know,
0: a lot going. Probably on. has
1: that gene there too, <laughs> uh, a little bit. Do you do you feel like you have that as an actress, or are you are you you feel like in general you you know you're pretty happy. You know, is there no, is there a dark side?
0: There's definitely a dark side. No, I yeah, I'm always intrigued by those people who are really happy all the time because there are a couple of people that you have met in my life. I'm like Mormons, I think this is, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> uh, and they're all in Book of Mormon. Um, no, I I was like I I that I really am. I wonder there must be something going on there, but maybe not. No, right. I, 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 I'm, I'm definitely, you know, somewhat of your typical artist, I guess, in that way.
1: Well, we're so surrounded by people of our ilk. Yeah. That we, you know, like when, where are you from originally?
0: Sarasota, Florida.
1: Hey, uh, Sarasota, Florida. <laughs>
0: Sarasota, Florida. Nice. That's where I was born, and then I lived in Northern California for a long time. You know, I lived with my mom in a teepee. Um, which what? Is uh, you just
3: an- don't glaze over that. <laughs> I yeah. know. I
0: was going <laughs> to say, I've talked about it too much because it's all, you know, once you mention it, I just thought you probably knew.
1: Now, was it an like- actual, was it like a, an, an actual TP or just like a TP? kind of like a, was it more like a yurt? Or-
0: it was actually a... Full on real teepee.
1: The
3: skin of a buffalo.
0: Um, I don't think I don't. I think it was like more of a canvas. Oh, okay. Of a scenario. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm but just it was more like, and then it had you know the big tall pieces of wood. But it was really big. We had two twin beds in there, and a and a fire pit, and a little stove. And um, it was in Paradise, California. We lived with a um, bus full of gold miners who were mining for gold. Uh, sure. I had a kidney operation, and my mom wanted to bring me somewhere like very. Um, away from the world. And so I lived there for six months with her when I was like five years old.
3: That is unbelievable information. When I think kidney (laughs) operation, I don't think T.P. gold miners. You know,
0: (laughs) this is, my mom was a kind of a creative thinker. (laughs) I mean, she came from a family that my grandfather was, like, designed airplane engines for GE. And her, she's Susan, and then there's Wendy, Nancy, Cindy, and Mark. Oh, wow. So it kind of tells you that 1970s to the T.P. To the T.P. you go. Wow. That's
3: pretty um, incredible.
0: But why did we... Oh, yeah. So that's where... But in terms of being raised, so then I lived in Northern California for a period of time. And then, yeah. But I started in Florida.
1: You started in Florida. Sarasota. Sarasota Is Sarasota actually up in the panhandle? It's
0: on the Gulf. It's, it's right r- on the Gulf.
1: Right on the Gulf. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and uh, there's an area called Longboat Key, mm-hmm. which is like a big tennis place and I had to take tennis lessons when I was a kid there and I hated it. But, but a lot of big tennis stars have come out of there. We
1: this. didn't have to play tennis in the teepee.
0: <laughs> exactly. You took me away from my teepee. You made me <laughs> my tennis.
1: The, now um, do you live in a house that weirdly resembles, does it have a point at the top? Like, I don't know. I can
0: only live in places with a point and pee in the river. <laughs> um, uh, no, it was, it was, you know, as a kid it was amazing. But yeah, I do think that mostly uh, I'm getting better at it but it's also because I've been doing this for more than half my life, probably, as most of us have. But um, I, I used to be really tortured when I wasn't working and really happy when I was working, even if I was playing a totally tortured character. Sure. And now I feel like there's some time in my life that I'm happy just kind of being, you know, but it, it's that's taken a long time.
1: And I, I think some of that also just comes with, you know, getting out of your 20s and you sort of... Just being a little more comfortable in your with yourself.
0: For sure. And you just also figure you're really lame if you can't figure it out eventually. like There's so much time that we're not working. I know, but so. you know,
1: what's weird is I think even if you were to talk to people who were 80, right. I think someone would still feel like, someday I'm going to figure this shit out. Well,
0: totally. Because you're, you're still the same person. I know. No, it's true. Some
3: less dementia takes you.
0: It's a fair
3: point, mm-hmm. Matt.
0: Maybe that... I've never wished for that. And yet, as you say it, it sounds like some sort of relief. (laughs) The brain starts
3: Uh, splitting in half. But I
1: I definitely think there's... I I definitely think there's something to just at a certain point, you go, ha, ah, you know, it's not that bad. Man, I think maybe you just run out of energy. Well, exactly. You just think, can't obsess a- it. Right.
0: And and, you're, and there's also the thing, I think, as a really young person, there's this kind of feeling of like, I must be tortured and I must, you know, like somehow that's akin to being talented or creative. Or depth, or, it's like or, depth. Exactly. And then you sort of realize, oh no, it's actually pretty good to just kind of live your life and then give, you know, uh, and then give that stuff to your work. Um, I don't know, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting... It's the plight of the artist, for sure. Have
1: you typically dated other artists, or do you date outside?
0: No, I have typically dated other, like, a, I, I think the whole actor thing is a tricky combo, but but um, But it is. But I would have a hard time, I think, dating someone who wasn't in, right. in this realm Didn't at understand. all, just because I don't think they would get it. No. Because yeah. it's, it's so weird. It's so hard to get. It's like when you say, hey, I couldn't call. I literally worked a 17-hour day. Yeah. Somebody else is like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Of course you could have called. (laughs) You're like, actually, you know, there was literally no time.
1: But not Uh, only that, but, uh, but, you know, if you're working on something that requires uh, an immense amount of emotional output and then you come home and then that person just doesn't understand why you can't just leave it at the office. Yeah. Like this is not a tax return. No,
0: that is for sure true. Um, And it's funny. And I notice that even more when I'm doing. Stuff on Broadway when, I, when I'm doing eight shows a week, because that is actually, you think you have a lot of free hours in the day, but your whole day is in service of those eight shows. Oh, yeah. And and especially because I've just picked some real doozies. So I've, I've done like really, <laughs> really intense stuff where I'm like, I have chosen something where I'm sobbing eight shows a week, you know.
1: You don't think about that when you want to get it and then you get it and you're like, I oh. Oh yeah, that's a lot of yelling and you're crying. Like, of I want to do
0: a classic Eugene O'Neill tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I do,
1: but just for uh, like a week,
0: exactly, exactly. So you can say you did it. Yeah, but I also think, and it sounds, I know, a little, I don't know, silly somehow. But I also think that if you really love, like, kind of acting is like the love of my life in a way. You know, aside from the people that I love, and so I think it's in a way it's that thing where if you're not getting to do that or be with that person, or you know, you you have this feeling of kind of emptiness because it sure. is what you're. You know, like I, 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 I'm so much, I need about three days off and then I'm, you know, I'm like, Ooh, I need a vacation. And yeah. about three days later. I'm like the horse at the gate. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: gotta get out of here. Exactly. Go. It's like Vegas. You can take it for a couple of days. Then after that, you're like, I get it. Oh I just fucking, God. I just gotta get out.
0: I shot there once. I did this movie race to Witch mountain and yeah, he uh, did. Oh yeah. Race oh yeah, And uh it was me and Dwayne Johnson, The Rock.
1: rock. I love The Rock. Uh,
0: I adore him. And we've actually done two movies together. But uh it's also really funny being there. But anyway, that was that was like we were there for a good seven days we were shooting or something, and I, I honestly thought I was going to uh jump out of a window if any of them opened. They don't. Which they don't. <laughs> uh, for that very <laughs> reason. Exactly. Because exactly. it would be it would be raining sad it. people exactly. all day. Exactly. <laughs> um and uh but there was one time, I don't know, what this is so random, but it just making me think of it. We were there and we were shooting in one of the casinos and this woman came up and, you know, many women obviously came up, come up to Dwayne and are like, I want a picture. Uh, and dudes, I mean, everybody. And, uh, but this woman goes, hi, um, could I have a, a picture with your arm? <laughs> and she literally didn't even care about his face. She just wanted a picture with his arm.
3: Sure, why not? And he was
0: like, "Sure, go for it's it." It's a fun Instagram. Yeah. Oh, he's
3: got the Brahma bull tattooed on there. Yeah. You want to get next to that thing? He's all covered now. Taking a deep dive on the rocks, tats. <laughs> well, listen, I uh, I know well. I know <laughs> he is enormous.
1: Well. He's so you have no concept of that guy until you see him in person. You're like, yeah. you you're a fucking. He's a monolith.
0: He is truly, yeah, it's incredible. Um, it's charming too, and such a sweetheart. He really is.
1: I want to see him do more comedy.
0: He it now talk about being funny. That guy is fucking
1: hilarious. He was the best. Like he was, he was great in the, um, in the get shorty sequel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. he really was genuinely like, he, I, I just wanted to see him that whole movie.
0: He is so funny. And actually in, uh, one day on set of that, of, of Race to Witch Mountain, we were doing something, and, and uh, the director, Andy Fickman, and he had worked together a couple of times before, and so Andy all of a sudden just started saying, like, try it this way, try it that way, did it, and he did basically what ended up being, like, a stand-up comedy act that was unbelievable, completely effortlessly, like, it really is, it's a part of him that I, I hope, I hope he gets to do more of it as well, because he's really good at it.
3: Well, that's what he did when he was wrestling they don't really script all that stuff. They say, hit these beats and right. go out there. Right. And he was always the funniest no, one. That's
0: true. And he is, he has that kind of command of, we were down in Comic-Con and, you know, you do those those panels with like 8,000 people and and uh, it was interesting because I was doing that and, and also for, Watchmen that year, and so I was in two of those panels, and mm-hmm. the personality of those rooms is so different, yeah. depending
1: on what you're... Yeah. And,
0: I mean, he had them wrapped around his finger in the most genuine way in about 30 seconds. It was oh, yeah. amazing to see.
1: Yeah, you always know... If so- He's one of those guys that every time you see him, you go, I bet I could be friends with that guy. Yeah. And I don't know if I actually if he would be open to that <laughs> <laughs> but he does have that persona of if like you would just
3: oh meet man. me we'd be friends
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and I just, just started <laughs> dream that as you drive by yeah <laughs> why are we not friends <laughs> I'll call you. I'll email you. The, the rocketgmail.com.
3: Oh, I bet it's something like that. <laughs> I, it's like no. The Rocket AOL. <laughs> the rock at prodigy.net. Uh, he also, like.
0: by the way, has an amazing voice and he sings like Sinatra. What, are you serious? I'm totally serious. Chris What's
3: just the, got mad at more talent. Yeah. Fuck that guy.
0: <laughs> um We gotta have yeah. him on we gotta get him no, to sing he, at the he, end. You really do. I I had he sang me happy birthday once, and I was like, that I, I that was incredible.
1: How is Comic Con for if you didn't go this past year?
0: No, you know, what's funny is I went so many years in a row because of things like Sin City and Watchmen and Sucker Punch sure. and you know, like I, there's a lot of things that and I did a sci fi show called Threshold. Yes. Um that um and uh I I love Comic Con, I have to say. I think it's just I, I think I guess I love any place where a bunch of people go who feel as passionately as those people feel about what they love. Like, yeah. You know, also because and, you know, you know, the nerdist. Yes. Um, but we're all I mean, everybody's a nerd about something. You know what I mean? Everybody is. So to me, I, I I feel like it's become such a big business thing to do now. And that's the only thing that's a little bit different than when I first went right. to. Which is it does now feel like, I mean, I don't know, random. uh comedies or things that you're kind of like, why are you going to it feels it
1: feels a lot of it feels like Uh, commerce.
0: So exactly. So it's become a little more of that, which I like less. But I love the people dressed in the costumes coming up and asking questions about like, you know, really thought Thought out because Watchmen also was such a was a graphic novel that people sort of hold in the highest esteem, I,
1: the very highest and, esteem. And in some said it would never be a film. I
0: know, and it isn't such an extraordinary. And we felt so much um, of a duty to sort of do right by it, um, and that was such a. Uh, and I feel like Zach did a phenomenal job in regards to a, you know really adapting that thing, which was so hard to do. Um, but they were they had the best. I mean, they were just it was so it was so much fun down there.
1: And you know that every time you go, like whenever you do a role like that, it's, it, then you're going to see a bunch of Silk Spectres no, <laughs> the which next Which is year. great.
0: Yeah. No, and, and I, I was on the press line one day and someone was like, what does it feel like to be a Comic-Con icon? <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know I was one, but it feels fantastic. It's good. <laughs> Not that I know. I feel amazing. Have
1: you ever actually gotten to walk the floor? I don't know if you could walk the floor without being
0: no, you, pulled I mean, apart. You just got to wear a disguise and then you can walk the floor as much as you want.
1: Did you? Did, so you did um, that.
0: I did do that once, and it was really fun. I have I have been on the floors like signing. Yeah, you know they do those sort of um, panels that are on the floor, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that that's fun. I mean, definitely, being ushered around behind the scenes and then just showing up for those panels is the least fun part of it. Yep. getting down, you know, getting getting in there with everybody is is really great. Do so, you walk the floor at all?
3: I d- can you walk the floor anymore? That's my question to you. Yeah, yeah, I can almost not walk the floor now. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I mean, it, it, but it doesn't. I, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and, and in general, I mean, it's sort of like they're all nice. Yeah, everyone that comes That's up That's what to I you. mean. Is like it's yeah. it's
0: actually a great group of people who've come for this event you know who just want to say hey pretty much and yeah. you know maybe not.
1: i mean a- a- is, uh, adam savage who who can walk the floor even less like yeah, with, yeah. you know he's like you know you put your head down and you just walk from a to b and you you know right. your people are respectful and they're fine and you know it's there's so much to look at I feel like the only bummer part about walking the floor is that I, I constantly get elbowed in the face because it's so crowded now. I just
0: had just this, all this walk the floor made me think like I feel like we're talking about like we're on the runway together. <laughs> yeah, like,
2: exactly. I, just, I just imagine the three
0: of us like strutting down some sort of like, um, <laughs> <That would laughs> um, the, to, can you walk the floor? I can still walk
1: the floor. I'm not sure if I can
0: walk the floor, but I
1: think walk the <laughs> floor. I'm i good. You know, it's uh, just one foot in front of the other is all it is.
0: <laughs> and if you put a book on your head, it's even harder. Then but it's, can then do it's, it. it's really fine. Your fashions are puerile. uh. I did. I did start. Um, when I was 13, I took a, a John Robert Powers modeling class.
1: Oh. And
0: you did have how to, to walk the floor, let me tell you. Did you do um, you, know,
1: you know how to do the strut?
0: I, I can kind of do the strut. The thing is that I'm short, so I, I ended up getting recruited to New York by Elite Petite. Oh,
1: that's adorable. <laughs> um, Elite Petite. Which is
0: funny. Oh. Um, but yes, I, I did. Piccolo I did models. Some, don't I? <laughs>
2: Piccolo <Yes>. models. Is <laughs> that <laughs> what you just said?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Elite Petite models. He's pretty. He's pretty Italian Girl, yeah. he's a walk at the floor. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> the modeling business is not a nice business. <laughs> no, I didn't last for very. long. They will tell you exactly. Like <laughs> your shoulders aren't symmetrical. What? Now <laughs> exactly. I, I didn't know I was supposed to feel bad about that. Exactly. Thank Coleosis, you. I'm sorry. You are uh,
0: imperfect in so many ways. <laughs>
1: Let me dre- count the ways. The the, the, the and, and, and by the way, you know, short is that yeah, diminutive. You know, my mother, <laughs> my <laughs> mother is a diminutive Italian lady. Yes. Uh, Uh, You know, yeah, yeah, she's I don't even my mom's like 4'10". I didn't know you were Italian. Well, what's your combo? It's a weird combo. My my dad's (laughs) side of the family is just like Anglo mutt. Like it's just some sort of muddy Scottish Northern English kind of thing. And then a lot of redneck. Um, the, the, the rednecks, they settled Alabama, like they came over from Northern England, Scotland, I think just sort of settled Alabama and then the Ozarks and all around there. And my mother has a very interesting lineage. Her father is first generation American. So my great grandparents immigrated. Right. Okay. Uh, from Italy, from Napoli, and uh, and uh, from uh, Sicily. Si. And uh, so disrespectful to my great grandparents. This is how <laughs> everybody talk, mm. <laughs> like uh, Father Guido Sarducci. And so my. Antonio Scarpacci Wings. Right. Don't forget him. So it's. Uh, so my mother, my, my grandfather is Italian, was Italian, and my grandmother was half Cherokee Indian and then half white. You have like the coolest. I have the craziest. I, I actually could have applied for financial aid with with my Indian blood, and I did not because of the pro bowling tour. Not because of that. Because I was worried that I would go in and be like, "Yeah, I'm uh, I'm an eighth Cherokee," and they were they were like, "Fuck <laughs> yourself in the face." white person.
0: Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, and also you look really white, so super like. white, like the
1: whitest person in the world. It almost <laughs> feel like really, we're going to take all their land and I'm going to take their financial aid. Maybe I'll take a pass. So I, I, I let it go. I
0: do love the whole, um, it's, that's not dissimilar, although I don't have the Cherokee, but my mom is English, Irish, French, that all that sort of group. And then my, my, um, grandmother was from Sicily and my grandfather from Rome. Nice. Roma. But when I went as a kid, um, I just remember it was, and I'll never forget it because it was so it made such an impact on me. Um, they were like, you know, someone said, "What's your name?" and I said, "Carla." And they were like, "Carla," and I said, no, "Carla, Carla." I, I said, "Carla, Carla Gugino." It's Italian. Oh, Carla, Carla, Carla Gugino. Carla. And I was like, "I want to live with
1: you." <laughs> <laughs> it was. Did you speak? Do you speak at all?
0: I don't, and it's really bad. I, I feel I feel shame about the fact that I don't speak Italian.
1: No, you don't have to feel bad about that. But you know,
0: Carla Gugino. I mean. I do have the name that should, I should be able to be like. oh see, of course. Well, maybe if
3: Rosetta Stone would sponsor the podcast, we can get you a exactly. copy. <laughs> Those Rosetta Stone, that Rosetta Stone software is spensivo. Well, it gives you the gift of a language, which is priceless. All right. I
0: just feel like you have to kind of commit. You're to... Please sponsor
3: us. Practicing
2: for the
1: commercial already. <laughs> you have to commit to it.
0: You know, you got to commit to. I just didn't realize
1: that that's so all right. Ital- sure. Italian was my language in college because I took Latin all through high school, mm-hmm. and so it made any of the Romance languages a little bit easier to learn. So, you do you speak? I speak a little. That's so cool. But I can't. If someone, if you know, like if I if I go to, what, what happens if you go to Italy is that all of the regions have different dialects. And so when you go to one region and you start you right. st- saying what you said in the last room, they go, Oh no, that is not the, how you say it. It's like this. Right. And then, so you just constantly feel stupid if you travel around Italy. And then once someone starts talking back to you really fast, you're like,
0: ah, <laughs> you just
1: run away. <laughs>
0: like I know how to do it when you speak really slowly. Yes. <laughs> that is always the thing when you go to any foreign country, because I speak a little bit of French and I feel really confident before I get there. And then as soon as I get there, I'm like,
3: <laughs>
0: uh need to look
3: up, I
1: exactly. think. What are you saying? <laughs> <Umbiblioteca>. <laughs> uh, we have to we used to watch these crazy language labs before the internet. Um I think we're exactly the same age. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I was um I did not, I, the internet may have been available to governments when I was in college, but it was not available to students. And so we actually had to go to language lab and sit and watch tech, check out tapes and just watch, you know, Italian language tapes. It is
0: weird to think with our age, like how we're relatively young in the big scheme of things, how fast. No, we're very young. young. But I am starting to feel like I'm a little bit like. When I was a kid, we used to have phones in our houses. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I mean, soon, I mean, anyone under twenty does not have a heavy phone in their smelly
1: house. phones, <laughs> like, exactly. and you heavy couldn't <laughs> smelly phones. And if you wanted to talk and be on the phone and be in another room, too fucking bad. You had about three feet of
2: like.
0: There was a point also with you know tapes that like my boyfriend had given me or whatever. I saved them for a while because they were tapes, and right? Like, and now I'm like, I'll never ever. I don't even have it. There's no. Yeah, place. there's to no put way to play that. Oh, you don't have your cassette tape. Or, you,
1: know. you don't have a cassette. Not You're a your- big star. You don't have a cassette player in your car. <laughs> oh. And if you wanted privacy on the phone, you had to like take the phone into a closet exactly. and shut the door exactly. and talk in darkness.
0: And then also like remember as a, I mean I don't know. I feel like you know the you the boy had to call and like talk to the parent and then be like, I want to talk to Carla or whatever it was. Now you're just like texting, you know, I mean, yeah. everything is, but I feel like this has all happened in our lifetimes, which is a relatively short period of time. Oh, well, yeah. no,
1: but you know, right? like, yeah. you know, I, I feel like when I'm dating someone, I will still call the father and ask for permission to text pictures of my penis to his daughter
3: because <laughs> no, I, I just respectful. I'm from the South and I just want to, I want
1: to be respectful. <laughs>
3: what did special effects legend John Dykstra say about that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he probably was been like, let me take that in a lab. I can make that look bigger. because <laughs> uh, he's special effects. Yeah. What do you uh what, so did did you did you leave Spin City after one season, two seasons? Just one season.
3: One season. Yeah,
0: a little bit less than one season. That was a funny situation
3: because Oh, it was a situation comedy. So no Matt, she's talking about the funny no. meta situation. <laughs>
0: um uh, well played. Well
3: played. Well, well done. Well
0: done. Um so. I uh No, it was they, it was this really strange thing. I loved I loved doing that show, and I made so many friends from that show. Um, my character was a reporter, as you may recall, yep. and all of a sudden we realized, as the show was continuing, that the reporters cannot be go into the mayor's office. It's actually literally, they can't be in the office.
1: <laughs> no one looked that this up. This was
0: something that nobody thought about. <laughs> that um, is weird. Which was an issue, because I also didn't want to be the girlfriend in the apartment, because the whole kind of setup was much more like a you know his girl friday kind of yeah. tracy hepburn sort of go, Bill Lawrence. between
3: yeah. the two of them look it up
0: uh, <laughs> um so there were like all of the anyway it was a it was an awesome parting i had a great time doing it but uh it was sort of short lived and i think they also realized and i couldn't really disagree that in a way it was kind of better for michael's character to be single like there was just a lot of things that that were set up in that that It was hard to continue in the way that, like, the pilot was really great in in regards to sort of the balance. Yeah. And then there wasn't a lot of places to go with it. So
1: That's so, you know, there's so many unforeseen factors that can (laughs) strip you of your job in this business. I know. I got a sitcom. It's on the air. It's a hit show. (laughs) Everything's great. (laughs) What do you mean reporters can't go in the mayor's office? I know.
0: It's so true. Why does he
1: have to be in there then?
0: And it was one of those things, too, where, for better or worse, I feel like I'm always thinking about, like, the, you know, the bigger picture. Um, Probably sometimes I should be, like, you know, fighting for my own self, but I was like, I don't know, I kind of agree. Like, I don't know where we go with this character. I don't know, if I can't go into the office, we only have so much we can do. yeah And then it
3: turns into Welcome Back, Cotter, where (laughs) at the end of the episode, he just tells you a joke. Exactly. (laughs) That's it.
0: And I'm like,
2: oh, you're funny.
0: (laughs) I think we actually had a couple of those episodes. I'll see
3: you Uh,
2: next week. uh, (laughs) uh,
0: But no, Gary David Goldberg and Bill Lawrence, I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's like, I, I And I just saw Michael not too long ago, which was so awesome. Um, but, yeah, and then I went straight from that. That was, like, such a wild time because I went from that to I did um, Snake Eyes, this Brian De Palma movie. Oh, yeah. In, oh, yeah. With Nick Cage and Gary Sinise in Atlantic City, which is one of the most depressing places on the planet,
1: actually. <laughs> well, then you've never been to Reno.
0: <laughs> I actually, I have not spent a lot of time in <laughs> Reno. It's true. Um, but, uh yeah, so that was such a, a fun. I, I think I literally had like a week in between or something. Um,
1: Brian De Palma, Jesus
3: Christ, how do you? So what? It was that, guy loves his crane shots. Are you? Are and you? Uh, I
1: mean, his shots.
0: The The opening of that movie, I have to say, is honestly worth checking out again because it is. It was all one reel of film at that moment, which was about nine minutes, right, yeah. without a cut. And so we rehearsed it for like two days and then shot it all in one fell swoop. And it was eleven pages or whatever of of screen time following Nick and you know just going through the whole thing and I came in at like minute eight and it was so stressful <laughs> because you knew, you if, the exact yeah, exact you knew if they had gotten to you that everything was okay and you're the one who was gonna fuck it up <laughs> um and uh, so basically I, I I'm sure I wasn't thinking about anything in character other than please let me get to my seat say my line and have it be okay
1: hey uh, what do you got I'm sorry Brian what is my motivation <laughs> exactly. again I'm just not feeling it
0: uh and that was a movie also where I had a squib hit my pinky finger and you know,
1: damage it. It's very dramatic. Oh my gosh! Um, Are you all right?
0: I'm okay. I still have it. It's here. Oh my god! I, don't, um, I didn't
1: mean to bring up a painful. <laughs> have you really dealt with this yet? I don't know if I've gotten over it. <laughs>
0: um, that pinky finger will never be the same. I don't. I I don't even remember which pinky finger it was. So it's clearly fine. <laughs> do
1: you, how do you? Where, where, how do you get into the? Um, you know, you work in television, and you go work in film with like f- one of the biggest directors in film. But and just sort of talking about like like being at parties and not the confidence thing. Do you feel that when you're, when you're on set or do you, are you pretty good about No, I'm in this and you know, I can just put it all down and.
3: You know,
0: it is funny. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm my own harshest critic. So I'm, I'm always feeling like I want to be doing better. Yeah. And so therefore even, uh, I did this movie called righteous kill with Bob De Niro and Al Pacino. And a lot of people say like, were you terrified to work with them? And, and, uh, 50 Cent was in it too. Uh, But most of my stuff was all with Bob and Al. And, um, and,
1: uh. You made this sound like a deli.
0: I know, totally, right? But what, but, but the truth of the matter is, when I thought about it, I was like, no, I was so excited to work with them. But I wasn't really nervous to work with them. I was just nervous to do what I wanted to do with the role. I, I was nervous to, you know, I wanted to deliver what I wanted to do. And I think that that always, um, my own personal insecurities with myself <laughs> um, actually make it so that I think less about sort of wanting to impress someone else, I guess. Oh, that's good. Um, not that I don't didn't want to impress them or whatever, but but I do think that there's something to be said for um, being your own, you know. <laughs> your own sort of that's a bad master.
1: but that that's a bad headspace to be of like trying to impress someone well because then you're not and
0: you're not doing your it, intentions are off exactly and you're not actually cr- you can't be creative in that state you know no and i think if it's a good director like um you know i got to work with ridley scott on american gangster or certainly brian or i mean there there's been, I, I really have been so blessed to work with some amazing directors i actually feel like that makes me of course, want to be better, but also it makes me feel like I'm in good hands. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the worst thing is when you have to direct yourself, which we have all had to do when you're in bad things and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, shit. I know more than this director.
1: Like, I'm really bomb, (laughs) which is I don't
0: like that position. You know, I don't want to know more than the director. Um,
1: Because you can't really.
0: Then you are sort of directing yourself and I feel like you can be good, but you can't be great.
1: Well, and it's hard, especially if you're trying to direct yourself, but you're not the director because you don't know. you you only really kind of have yourself in context. Right. And so it's a weird, have you ever had to take someone aside and be like, you know, maybe I should. Um,
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I've had those conversations where I'm like, we're not getting, if you don't get this piece of coverage, I don't think you're going to understand the story. You know, those kind of things where you feel like, I I know it's not my place to say it, but, uh, I kind of have done this long enough that I know that to be true. You know,
1: do you want to direct?
0: I, I have, I know. No, I don't. Producing, which I've done a little bit of, I would like to do more of just because I love putting people together. Like I love the idea of going like these people would be really great in this context. But I think directing just seems really hard.
1: It seems like a pain in the ass. It seems
0: like so much to think about. And I I, I just feel like I'm not, maybe one day there'll be a story I feel like only I can tell. But at this point, um, I, I do feel like I'm not Someone else could do it better than me.
1: Pinky Squib. (laughs) It's just the whole movie. You (laughs) can just build it up like Titanic. (laughs)
2: Exactly. Just two
1: and a half hours of movie, and then the big CG Pinky Squib scene, (laughs) (laughs) and then just a you know exactly Celine Celine Dion song fade to credits. Yes. There are. uh, I mean, I, I guess once you work with a couple of really. Big directors, you probably go. You know, I think I, I think I got this. I think it's not that because you know, I, you know, it's just, it's just like getting experienced. Anything at a certain point, you go. Well, if the worst thing that happens is, you know, I, you know, for one take, I don't do a good job. Right. The production's not going to fall right. apart. Everything's right. going to be fine. Right. Obviously, if you've worked with that many people, you know, you probably got something going on, and you're probably going to be, you're probably going to be okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I and I do I, I also feel like it's kind of our job to like jump off the cliff, so to speak, like creatively. Like it's our job to kind of like take the risk and then fall on our face and then go, "Okay, that didn't work. Let's try something else." Sure. But if you're trying to also control the whole thing, you can't do that.
1: You can't. And you I, I I you know, I really my hope for most people, particularly creative types, is that they would start to realize you know, especially if they've done something long enough, there's probably more of a safety net than they realize. Right. And if they just kind of trusted that
0: and don't you feel like, I mean, I feel like the best moments you usually find are weird mistakes or something where. The best. You know, I, I mean, if you, if you set out to do, if you do exactly what you set out to do, you probably have missed something. I remember someone saying really early on, and I always thought about it, is like, if you know exactly how to play a part, you should let someone else do it.
1: Oh, wow. That's interesting. and I
0: kind of think it's true.
1: Because you want to be able to sort of organically discover along the way, right? Yeah,
0: like it's about sort of that one, that element of the unknown that you're... Don't you feel... I mean, I don't know because I've never done stand-up. But I would think that it's uh, the coolest moments are when you start feeding off. Like when you go down a road you weren't expecting. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, right? That well, that's why, like, why
1: I, I'd say like 30% of my sets are always just talking to the audience because it makes the material... It gets me into the material slightly differently, but it's also fun for me to talk to people and sort of play off whatever's happening. But, yeah, some of the best moments. It's actually really hard to follow when a mistake happens, when something weird happens, and then you you somehow pull out of it. Yeah. It's hard to go back and then start doing your jokes because you're like, well, this was all all a shared
0: experience. Exactly. Yeah, it. I've had that actually with um. You know what? I would li- I, I've had that with you know how sometimes you'll be uh, at some I don't know something where you're saying a speech of some sort and you've decided to kind of own some of it. Yeah. And and like re you know something's badly written and you're like okay yeah. I'm gonna you know I'll put this in my yeah. own words. All of a sudden then when you go back to the text that's written it it's like much more baldly <laughs>
2: like wrong. You
0: took you know? a total yeah, departure. Yeah, like, I actually should have stayed with the really badly written thing or gone all the way to the other <laughs> side because uh, the half and half makes it really. Apparent.
1: Listen, I think as long as you're honest with people and go see what happens. In improv and then you go back into the speech that everyone's everyone's yeah. totally fine my yeah. my worst fuck up my our, my biggest fuck up I used to perform with a well, I still do sometimes but I had a musical comedy duo with my best friend Mike and we had this whole song that was built around a video that we showed where the conceit was that it was a live via satellite uh-huh. thing and we're interacting with it and it's going really well and we start to get into the song and I accidentally kicked the plug out of the projector so everything just goes right. and uh had to stop the song, plug the projector back in, wait for it to load up, and then fa- <laughs> fast forward through all of oh the parts God. we'd already done. But it was so. But it was the best. It made it. Of it course, was the best part totally. of the show.
0: Yeah. No. Definitely. I do think uh, I, I had a movie at uh, this movie called Electrolux. We it premiered at South by Southwest, and um, you know we have like the packed. Um, uh, the awesome theater. Um, I'm just forgetting what the name of it. And I've been there so many times. It's like this great it's old, beautiful theater right off the six, right? Of I, a- it's I, yeah. It's right on the heart of Austin. Yeah. It's like right around exactly just off of six. What is that called? Anyway, it, it was like packed to the gills. The screening's going great. And all of a sudden picture goes out and it's kind of a stylistically, the movie does a lot of different things. So I think people initially thought it was part of the movie because my voice was still going oh, shit. in that moment, but the screen went black and Sebastian Gutierrez who wrote and directed it All of a sudden, of course, he knows. He goes (laughs) running up to the booth. Anyway, they had had a problem with projector. The movie stopped playing. And he got up on stage to try to sort of, like, you know, alleviate it while they were trying to fix it. And it turned into this, like, 20-minute stand-up crazy uh, thing that kept the audience there. Ultimately, the movie ended up getting sold kind of based on, you know, like, that it had gone well so far, but then the, the attention... Like, the movie would have never gotten that amount of attention if yeah. it had not happened. But it was the most nerve-wracking night. Um, and... Uh, but but it was, it was, like, that you could have never planned it, and it was... And
1: not yeah. only should you learn from mistakes, but I also feel like a lot of times mistakes can save you if you can approach them in the right way. Right. Um, you, I think it probably would have been awesome if the act if you as actors had just gotten up and be like well we'll just act out the rest of the movie exactly
0: (laughs) absolutely no we did get up on stage and then we were gonna do something anything and uh and then they were like sadly we cannot or it was like a bulb the bulb had burst and so we we, like we had that was it that we never showed the rest of the movie that night
1: well it's a good thing that theater didn't have a backup bulb to just screw into the projector.
0: <laughs> I know. We were like, really? Those
1: bulbs are really bright. It's the bulb. Hey, I buy two. You can't keep two on hand. <laughs> you can. It's we, so bright. No, we have the storage technology to put a light bulb on a shelf. I, think, so. I think I'm oversimplifying the problem. <laughs> I may be oversimplifying the problem.
0: Have you spent time in Austin, Texas? Yes.
1: There it's was one year. Austin's a great comedy town. Um, Towns with with that are kind of centered around college yeah. colleges yeah. are really good comedy towns. Austin, Bloomington, Indiana is a, uh, oh, wow. a fucking great town. Um, And so Austin, you know, there was there was one year where I, I think I went to Austin four times yeah. to perform. Have like there, yeah, 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 it's the, a yeah great. I've been awesome a few it, times. Like yeah, great we did city. a podcast at South by a couple years ago. Yeah, and then we were just there again. We did a live show there yeah. again at the Paramount Theater last oh, year. Oh, it was Paramount.
0: Time. That's what it was. The Paramount. Oh, oh it was Paramount.
3: Exactly.
0: Yeah, I, I've I've ended up. All oh, I've done like six movies down there, but now I just go down to hang out. It's
3: really cool. Yeah, and the food's good.
0: The food is amazing. Yeah. The people are great. I love any town that like the motto is "Keep Austin Weird." Yeah. you know, which yes. is a, uh, which it's a little less weird than it used to be, which is unfortunate, but it's still got that. It's still got that good vibe.
1: No, it's got a, it's got a good vibe, and it's it's you know the, the one thing that's hard for me about South by is that uh, it it's such a. Dr- I don't drink, and I don't normally give a shit about being around people getting hammered. Right. But South by a lot of times falls at the same time as St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> and so it's just like you yeah. have this. Cr- it's just a little too much. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I was
0: down there three years in a row with stuff for South by, which bums me out that I didn't get to talk to you guys. What the fuck? What, where were you? Was and what was happening? <laughs> where were we?
1: You know, I saw you to party, and I was too nervous to come <laughs> up and say hi. Again, I don't know. You know, um, you know what it is. I just feel like I've been burned so many times going up to people and being like, hey, I think you're right. awesome. And they're did, uh, like, Ian McKellen break you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Ian McKellen's I, I, oh, I don't no. mind. I don't mind. It's the Ian McKellen bad. story was not that bad.
3: <laughs> Gordon Ramsay just called me Fat Man on Twitter. It was the greatest thing. Are you serious? Life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you say to Gordon Ramsay? Ramsay. He said something about it. it. Didn't his sentence didn't really make much sense. But just the fact that I was kind of insulted by Gordon Ramsay on the show "It Is in Hell's me <laughs> Kitchen" excited <me laughs> beyond belief.
1: The, the Ian McKellen <laughs> story is not that bad, actually. It was, uh, it was. I, I moderated the Hobbit panel this year. Oh wow! That's and so cool. uh, he was totally charming, you know, on the panel. And Then backstage, we're all, we're all taking pictures. And uh, and I just said, oh my God, Sir, Sir Ian McKellen! I just it was such an honor to meet you. Right. And, it, and he just so as as regally as as one as one can hold their head, just kind of kept walking by, and he was like, yes, right. <laughs> it was one of those. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know what? He gets a fucking pass. You know, the guy's seventy something years right. old. He is knighted. Right. He's Ian McKellen. He does not have to stop and let me fanboy so all funny, over right? him. But so
0: funny, right? Like how those moments really do take you back to when you're like ten, yeah. and, and you're so disappointed that. You're that you're like you're so you're not as cool as I wanted <laughs> you to be. I'll
1: tell you, and and this is someone that I know you know because I think he's in the Lauren Graham, Connie Britton friend circle. Right. Every time I've met Matt Perry, it's never gone well. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is.
0: We do have to rectify that
1: because I feel like maybe in my head I thought. Oh, we'll be pals because right. I would always go up for the stuff that he would have gone up for, right. just like right. the quirky right. friend right. rolls.
3: <laughs> Nothing <laughs> makes pals like competition,
1: <laughs> exactly. And uh, and so you know, I, I can. The, the, I, I had I this moment after moment with him, and most recently, I think like five or six years ago at Lauren's house, she was having a party, and I went up and said something to him, and he was just like, "Okay." It was one of those. I'm like,
0: "God damn it!" This I've is, met him a couple times. This is wrong,
3: and he's always been.
1: I nice. think it's because I maybe I was pushing too hard. Clearly,
0: it's personal. Yeah,
1: it's exactly what I would do with the Rock. I'm like, I know this guy and I are gonna be friends, so I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna lay I, some.
0: I, I, let's just, you know, I'll I'll be the the uh, the mediator. I feel like I can make it go really well. <laughs> um,
1: are you uh... setting
3: me up on a friend date? <laughs> just do what I do. Pretend not to care unless it's Levar Burton. <laughs> yeah, we
1: had. the
3: Le- you, you ever watch
1: Star Trek: The Next Generation? Yeah. Okay. Well, we had Levar Burton on, and Matt knows every episode back to
3: front. Surprising, right? When you look at me, you're like,
2: hmm,
3: fat guy with glasses. How would he know everything about Star Trek? Just because Gordon Ramsay called you a fat guy doesn't mean well, that listen, you have to. Yeah. That was an honor.
0: Uh, I, I, uh,
3: <laughs> I would be like, yes, thank you, chef. <laughs> <laughs> Please.
0: Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of, um, there have been definitely been some disappointments, and that that's just it's just it's just sad. You know who I was really excited to meet, and she was actually awesome. But I'll never forget it. Was when I was sixteen, um, maybe even fifteen. I met Jacqueline Smith. <gasps> and I was so Jacqueline excited, Smith. and I was like, "You're so beautiful," and she said, "You're so beautiful too." <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and I was like, "I love you." Um, Jacqueline that Smith. Was it. That was all the, the only words. Char- she said Charlie's
1: to me. Angel and of the Jacqueline Smith collection.
0: It, that is true. Yes. Jacqueline um, Smith.
1: Who else? it's funny, there are some people who maybe even aren't super, you know, working a lot today, but just as kids, they still they meant more to us. Yeah, absolutely. That If you see those people now, like we just, we just had uh, uh, Dr. Demento on the podcast, and Dr. Demento used to do this comedy radio show, this musical comedy right. radio show every week, and it basically exposed us, like people in my group, to like Weird Al and people right. like that, and you know, We've had ridiculously famous people on the show and then, but still Dr. Demento to me is There's like, the,
0: yeah, I know. Oh my God. No, it's like in your, in your DNA, you know. Um,
1: one, one disappointment story. One disappointment story. Oh, Come on. For me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I know. I'm trying to think about, I, I know I have them. Um, the other really awesome one, by the way, was um, just because it was so awesome, because I would have been so bummed if he had not been as cool as I wanted him to be, was uh, Bono. that guy is so fucking cool. He was every level and he complete. Yeah. I, I, and I also think you always feel like someone's going to forget meeting you. Someone that cool will forget meeting you. And we had met one time and then I saw him, I don't know, through a mutual friend, like, uh, couple months later and uh, went to reintroduce myself and he was like hi i
1: remember you carla oh wow <laughs> I, I was like this is the most this is the most exciting moment of my no, life no then you have to spin it and be like oh and you what <laughs> exactly, is your and you're,
0: see that's what you do uh, cuz you're funny that's what i should have done <laughs> no but see, you, know, you know but here's the it. problem
1: with that carla first of all you're funny and second of all the com- the, the comedy bits don't always work <laughs> and when they don't work in- you have <laughs> so much farther to fall <laughs> <laughs> because then um, you because Comedy bits are ego driven. Yeah. And so people know that when you're doing comedy bits to a degree, you're being self-indulgent. And so when they don't work, then people it's just like the Matt Perry thing where he was like, "Okay, it was clear that I was trying to be funny. Right. And it was a swing and a miss.
3: Right.
1: (laughs) And then and then you just have this horrible tale of shame that you have to somehow tuck and walk away. I
0: wish I could come up with some I'm, I'm really not trying to not say it. I cannot think of anybody right this second who I had that experience with, but I know I have. And but I'm you sure.
3: But you also probably know that... Faye as, Dunaway was a bitch. What? I met her. She was not pleasant. Now, are you confusing uh, her with Joan
1: Crawford, a no, character
3: she played? No. no.
0: Sadly, that I have heard that before.
3: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what, you, you, you met Faye Dunaway? I've uh, dealt with her a number of times when I used to work at the... Genius Bar, at the Apple Store.
1: Faye Dunaway brought her own computer to the oh, Genius God. Bar. She does, and you... she does not let you forget
3: about did that. Did she have pictures Oscar. of Did she have pictures of dicks on you her? You worked
0: at the Genius Bar. Sure
3: did. Yeah. I for just five years.
0: I am. I, um, I didn't know that. I'm sorry that I didn't know that. No,
3: that's okay. Um, I mean, I should have gotten my resume to everybody who comes on. The show. I,
0: I just feel that those of you who work at the Genius Bar, I, I, I really, honestly, am so in awe because I'm so not. I, I'm so bad with my technological devices. I just feel like I want to like, can we just spend some time <laughs> together? Sure. <laughs> and uh, I, I just want to be more like you. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, no, <laughs> you know, Matt's not the only one here who knows about technology, Carla. <laughs> Granted, he knows a little bit more than I do. <laughs> but you I know. just feel
0: like I want to go spend like some hours <laughs> just to be because the problem, too, is that I feel like anyone, you know, like 18 or under anything. Anytime I ask, I'm like, OK, good. Show me how to do this. There are nine buttons that are pushed that they don't even say because they yeah. don't know. They're like, oh, yeah, you just And then you push that one. And I'm like, no, no, you did nine things before that I don't right. understand. So I feel like the genius part, people don't judge you for the fact that you don't know anything. We're trained not to. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know you judge us inside.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But
0: but I appreciate that you don't actually.
1: Oh, these poor know. fucks and the abuse they take at the Genius Bar because everyone well, blames I them used for. To take. Yeah, no, you don't take anymore. In a year now, <laughs> but it's but it's we're uh, on television now. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're free of any kind of abuse in the world of television. That's right. But uh, yeah, I mean. Did
3: Faye Dunaway have any, did you, did you, did you, did you scour her hard drive? No, I didn't care enough to even bother. The, uh, it, she was, she was just awful. She was just, like, unreasonable things that she wanted done. Well, what? Back, back your story. Uh, like, uh, you know, like. Data backups and stuff like that that were just not something we do normally. Can this software make me famous again? No. no Faye, I'm sorry. It <laughs> doesn't work that Nor way. Nor can your plastic surgery. Oh, oh man. Oh. Boy, what did this woman do to she, you? I was
0: going to say, she, she, she was, was awful
3: and is constantly awful. And I'm, I'm sure she still goes there and is awful to people. Wow, that's pretty amazing.
0: I do feel like um, I, I really feel strongly about... What's always been a barometer for me is how people treat waiters.
1: Yep. Like, yeah.
0: I, I've gone on a couple of dates, and when that person is an asshole to the waiter, you're like, I, I'm done. I mean, over.
2: Do you ever, because, did you just get up in the middle of the, the date?
0: I don't think I ever have actually gotten up in the middle of a date because then I feel that I'm like too, I just feel too badly, right. <laughs> which is um, my own problem. But um, I think uh, I, I do, I do really feel like people who are not or only nice to the people they need to be nice to which is unfortunately, you know, this town is sort of filled with that kind of thing, is uh, really evident. And I think it's also because my mom was a bartender. My mom was a waitress. Like, I I don't... I, I don't have that that gene, but I'm stunned by that. You,
1: you know, know I, mean, yeah. like a, I mean, when you're in a situation like that and someone's being an asshole to the server and then you <laughs> overcompensate, like, this
3: water's really good.
0: Exactly. And you're like, and where <laughs> are you from? Oh, that's so great. Oh, you're so
1: awesome.
3: Yeah, that's a, yeah. I wonder, boy, I would love to. Here's a blank check. You tip yourself whatever you feel is appropriate. <laughs> you know, there should be a show where, or something, or a
1: web show or something, where, you kind of follow, you sort of hide cameras on a date and then you can show them all the failure points. Like, yeah, when, cause when you go home you're like, cause I'm sure some of those guys are like, I wonder why, I mean, I'm awesome. How come Carla never called me again? Never having any uh, inkling that it was because they did that. And just being able to show them like, and here's where you're a piece of shit to the waiter. You, and here's totally. where you talked about your car too much. You know, what's
0: really funny on this note is that, um, Oh, my mom will be so not happy that I'm saying this. But I'm going to anyway because it's such a great story. And it's and it was actually it was so to her credit. She at one point years ago um, with this uh, her her husband at the time it was not my dad, but her husband at the time she was like they kept getting in these these arguments and uh, and she was like I am going to tape this and I'm going to prove that <laughs> that this is like what this is the dynamic that's happening. So she hit a tape recorder. They had dinner. They did the whole thing. She he never knew. She went. She played it back, and she was like, "I'm the asshole." Oh
2: <laughs> my <laughs> god! She literally
0: listened to it. And but she was how like, cool that your mom had well, that. That's what I'm saying. Is like it actually. It was like that's what's so amazing about my mom. I mean, she is actually so. I love that she did this in order to actually like admonish this other person, and then she was like, "Shit! Like I was totally at. Like I totally set that one up." And I, you know, so you have to be careful when well, you now do that, she's got to think point.
3: about it. Was she just acting for the? for the tape right, recorder, right,
0: exactly. trying to get him to be.
1: <laughs> no, um, I think it's even I think it's even more genuine because she was so convinced Well, that, he, yeah, that, that she it was wasn't sort
0: of. But that's the weird thing is don't you feel like that? Like circular arguments. It's always the people closest to us, you know, that you end up getting in those arguments where you're like, I don't know how to get out of this.
1: And you know when those usually happen after 10 p.m., Never get into discussions about things when you're when it's when you're tired. I
0: could not agree. The yet.
1: absolute worst time because your defenses are down, and then all of a sudden you're just arguing to argue, and it gets worse, and then you got to go to bed exactly. upset and going to bed
0: mad is terrible. It's the
1: worst. Yeah. And I, I think there's a certain. I
0: think that's a very good rule. It's, to it's live true. By.
1: So many. I think if you were to, I think if you were to map the data points of. Of your arguments, by the way, we have nerds listen to the show. If you want to get scientific with your interpersonal relationships, map out the times that you have all your arguments, and I bet you would find a startling amount of consistency. And then you start to go, "Oh, maybe it's actually not about what I think it's about." Yeah, and then
3: I don't want to sound like I'm not in this conversation, but. (laughs) What's happening? I just won then? him over. Gordon Ramsay's now following me on Twitter.
1: Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is such a nice. big day. I, I was
0: going to take a chance to you looking down at your phone quite a bit here, but now that I see I won't. what's happening, I Twitter, Don't
3: argue with him after 10 no, p.m. No, no, I won't.
1: How did you get Gordon Ramsay to follow you on Twitter?
3: Uh, I replied to him and said, uh, you calling me Fat Man was the greatest thing ever. Also, I went to Steak this weekend in Vegas, and it was fantastic. And then I sent him a picture of the food that we got. And then he nice. followed you. Boom. Oh, that's good. Is he going to give you some tough love? No, but I'm going to get him on the podcast.
1: Okay. We will have Gordon Ramsay on the podcast <laughs> if you want him on the podcast. We'll have Carl come back. It's almost it. just I, as I, much I mean, your I podcast. Lo- I love to as mine.
0: eat. I, I, I'm not a good cook, but I love <laughs> to you, eat. What did
1: you just say? What? <laughs> what did you just say? I, nothing. I, <laughs> I said. I want to hear that again. I said it's, it's almost
3: just as much your podcast as uh-huh. mine. Okay.
2: <laughs> no,
1: no. What?
3: I, I mean, that's a correct sentence. You didn't just say it. We all know it.
1: <laughs>
3: we are 50-50 partners in that. No, we are 50-25-25 okay. we partners. We're
1: 50-25-25. That's not unreasonable. No, I don't think so either. I don't think that's I mean, unreasonable. We we Emotionally, it. we're all equal. I don't know about that. Okay, you're That's right. Really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Jonah's we're fighting here. in front of company least, right now. I, I was figuring that right was there. the other. Poor 25. Jonah.
0: I, Poor he, Jonah. He looks thin today, though, and he'd be happy to be Yeah, he's
3: and like. Jonah, Jonah, Jonah's a
1: tall. Jonah's the tallest, tallest guy you've ever seen. Who? Um,
0: I, I, uh, where is what? What happened?
1: Jonah shooting something for the soup. Jonah works on the soup. He's a writer on the soup, and so he a lot of times he'll get last-minute calls like, oh, we got to go shoot this sketch, and so he's got to go.
0: I I just have something that I have to tell you guys because I almost risked my life just a couple of days ago without knowing it, and it just dawned on me that... It was so random that I just went down to Mexico with some girlfriends.
3: Yeah. Oh, boy.
0: Which uh, could... <laughs> this is going to end in exa- a beheading? Exactly. Or prostitutes. Uh, some prostitutes. And I haven't had like a girl trip in ages, eons. Um, no, it was actually relatively tame other than, you know, margaritas started at noon. But uh, that's still, I mean, mm. when you're in Mexico, what, what else can you do? Um, no, I was obsessed with, I still have this problem with the fact that on the Pacific coast, they tell you you can't go in the ocean because it's too rough. It's too you know. Sure. Meanwhile, if you go over to like, you know, the Cancun side of things, yeah. Tulum, that whole area, the water's really beautiful and whatever. So, but you're on the ocean. The ocean's beautiful, but you're supposed to stay in the pool. And this has always seemed antithetical to me, and I don't, I don't understand it. So I went to the manager and I was like, Hey, can I go in the ocean? I can swim. I don't. I won't. You guys don't need to be responsible
3: <laughs> for it. But hey, can, listen, can, check this out. listen,
0: listen. I was, a, I was a body surfer. I like I've dated. I, I, I dated surfers when I lived in La Jolla. I need to like you know. I'd
3: like to approach the drug cartel. (laughs) (laughs) You won't be responsible.
0: Well, it was also awesome because the manager at this particular place is um, a full on Chicago blonde. Okay, Couldn't be more American, you know, and he's like the manager at um, the place. So um, he said, I actually swim every day and uh, you're totally fine to do it. You know, just, you know, officially I didn't tell you this. So I get two of my friends the next morning, wake up. Looks pretty good. Oh, he goes. Oh, and he said, but I did get I did get bitten by a uh, jellyfish today. Uh, I, yeah, yesterday. No, no, today. I got bitten by a jellyfish this morning. So, and I was like, oh, what did you do for that? And he was like, oh, no, I put the vinegar on it and whatever. And I was like, okay. So we next morning go swimming. It's pretty rough, but it is you know like you can feel it's not that Caribbean water like it's it's alive like yeah. the Pacific is you know it's like under currents and all that kind of stuff. But it was awesome, fantastic. We come out of the water. Um, I go and get a massage later that afternoon. I come back and. They're like, so we talked to Daniel. That's his name. Did you hear what actually happened yesterday? And I was like, no. Uh, It turns out he got bit by a Medusa, which is like a really hardcore kind of jellyfish, like much less less common. And he couldn't move the entire right side of his body where he got (laughs) attacked. And he swam with one arm back in, at which point he put the vinegar on, which is what he had told me. And then uh, that didn't work. So he ended up being rushed. Basically, so he, he ended up being taken to the hospital and they had to give him an injection of something. And so when I saw him, I'm like, dude, what? Why didn't you tell me that? And and he was like, Well, I mean, if I told you, he said, I, I swim every day. I was you know, it's been like it's one in a thousand times it would happen. I knew I would scare you. And I said, I'm like, Did you have someone pee on it? Like, did you try all the <laughs> things, you know? And he was like, Yeah, I have to say, like, the moment when you ask your friend to pee on your arm is yes. when you know you need to go to the hospital. Yes. So he went mm-hmm. and but anyway, long story short, I was actually glad that he told me after because I wouldn't have gone in the ocean and now I feel kind of like a rock star that I
1: actually That's went pretty badass, but, th- but I, that's a Chicago guy right there. Like, yeah, but I couldn't, isn't it totally? Move the right side of my body. I'd be like, "Fuck this, we're going home."
0: Exactly. Yeah. And he went in the next day too. He was like, "Got back on the horse."
1: That's why you always need a guy with you if you're swimming with jellyfish. Because much harder if it's just ladies and you need someone to pee on you.
0: I exactly. It is. It's true. <laughs>
1: Good point. If for no other reason. Good point. Just have like... Meanwhile,
0: I was like, why can't you pee into a thing and then pour it on your arm? I don't know. I didn't understand why <laughs> someone else had to pee on you anyway. No, it's got to
1: come right from the source.
0: <laughs> exactly. Can it not your own pee? I don't know. I, I know think that was just
1: made up it. by islanders who just had a weird uh, golden showers pee fetish. fetish, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But if they yeah, say they say it weird. works... That
0: isn't... I mean, no judgment, but that is an odd fetish.
3: All the judgment. <laughs> that's pretty badass. I, I don't... Uh, no, it's still not... It's not even close to the weirdest fetish, but it's.
1: No, there are many more. But. They're all
3: odd, really.
1: I think I'm just... You know, when I see all the fetishes out there, and I, I think I'm just a pretty bo- boring guy. I'm like, I don't get the... Yeah. i, a joke yeah, I the, You know do, se- sex is pretty fun by itself.
2: <laughs> it's to,
1: you don't great. you don't got to th- you, don't, you don't have you don't have to throw
3: <laughs> pee into the mixing bowl. I, I haven't done it in a while, but I used to have this bit about fetishes and then I would end it by saying I lucked out because my fetish is uh, fully clothed average-looking women <laughs> <laughs> That
0: that 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 does seem like a good It's great, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> well, jo- Jonah has that great bit that's about That's funny
0: because that's mine too.
2: <laughs> is it? Really, yeah. just, oh
0: wow, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> (laughs) Did you just realize that? Little did you know.
1: (laughs) joe has got that great bit about, uh, we coming home and then, and then masturbating and then the dogs break in the room right as he's finishing. And then he's worried that that's going to create a fetish (laughs) that he didn't know he had. So every time he dates a girl, he's got to ask for like, Oh, you have any dogs?
0: Don't you feel like people though, who have animals generally, if you have like, you know, uh, I, I, uh, recently I have a dog that I take everywhere with me. She's a little dog. And, um, She's like been on set since like I did the first Spike. It's like she's been on for many years, uh, and but I, my boyfriend and I, moved to New York predominantly at the moment, and uh, we don't have anyone there to watch her that we trust enough because I'm kind of obsessed sure. with whoever. Watches her, and so basically, she's been traveling everywhere with us. And uh, and the other day, he jokingly slash not so jokingly was like, "I don't know if I'll ever be able to have sex again without her watching." Yeah. <laughs> because like it's become like now we're in a threesome. Well, and,
3: uh, well,
1: that's why uh, you can FaceTime the pet. Just set your iPhone up by the pet. Teach it how to exactly. nuzzle the button that says accept. Exactly. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. A dog's nose could activate a capacitive yeah. touchscreen, yeah. right? It just needs organic material to break the field yeah that's that's that <laughs> I guarantee that that's been done
0: I mean it's rule 34 yeah, exactly
1: if you're not familiar with the internet it, rule 34 is essentially any disgusting thing you can think of there is a website for it
0: are you being serious
1: it's dead serious
0: do I how do I find these rules
1: Well I don't know they just sort of they sort of just exist in the digital ether. And they just and hit so you in the face. I
0: really need your help. I really do. I'm happy I'm to... Like stuck I'm stuck in the Stone Ages. I'm
1: happy to nerd coach you whatever whatever you need and then Matt can tell you how to reset your iPhone in in, in glorious ways. Excellent. Um, you just... Hold the homework. Are run you still writing
0: t- on your high from Gordon Ramsay?
3: Yeah, it's really great, you guys.
1: I was wondering why your face is in the whole, the whole the, the, in your phone the whole time, and you. Well, were just, I mean, my phone lit you were, up. You were just First Twitter all, I was flirting dealing, with
3: Gordon Ramsay. I was dealing with work stuff. <laughs> sure, because I normally would be upstairs right now working. Yeah, but uh, and then my phone lit up with Gordon. Why Ramsay.
0: would you not be here with us at this moment? Normally. Well, because
3: I work on a show in, uh, on G4, which right. is in this building. Have you
1: done Attack of the Show before?
0: I haven't.
3: Okay, no. Attack of the Show
1: is sort of a, it's like a daily uh, nerd news uh, wrap-up show. No, I show. know
0: that show, but I have never
3: been. That is a travesty. I know. Come on. Could, we could very Sally Jupiter needs happen. to be on. Wait a minute.
0: On already, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, what's happening?
3: Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, you might get a call, and i well, your people will. Uh, the uh, so yeah, I was doing that, and then and then Gordon Ramsay it lit up on my phone because anyone, anytime anybody I'm following mentions me, sure that's the only like activation I have that yeah. alert. And so I'm sure your first thought was surely Gordon Ramsay couldn't be following me. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, well, he's not following me, and he just called me fat man. Does that's he follow? Are, are you cool. obsessed
0: with chefs or just him in particular?
3: Well, I think I, I'm just, uh, I enjoy all uh, a lot of uh, the Food Network's programming, right? Uh, and he's not on the Food Network, but Matt will just Gordon go to Ramsey's Vegas just fantastic. to go to a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. I'm Which kind I just of did yeah.
0: Weekend. I'm kind of a, I mean, I am kind of obsessed with great chefs because yeah. they are amazing.
3: Yeah, they um, are, and their food's good. Bobby Flay is great. Yeah, that's a you know. I know who, I know who Bobby Flay. The guys is. For, the guys who own Animal were here in the building today. They're cool. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Um, you know
0: um one one um what's the one the seafood one that they have as well. Son um, of a gun. Son of a gun. Son of a gun is great except for it is so loud that and I, I know loud. it sounds like it's so loud. I'm so old. But <laughs> it no it's it's so loud, but their shrimp toast and their fried chicken sandwich is
3: mm. out of control. I don't know what I'd get at Animal anymore. I used to get the foie gras all the time. what, what and what what's it's wrong with legal that? Now. It's illegal now. It is? Yeah, in California.
1: Goose liver pate is illegal.
3: Yeah, that's good. It's kind of it's gross. It's
0: it's, it's for delicious. the human. It's for the animals the way they are treated. Yeah, I I do. I'm fine I with do that. Love whatever. Foie gras, I got to admit, but I I do. I mean, you know, I can't I can't really argue against their point because it's
3: it's kind of it's nasty terrible for the animals. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Whatever. All right, let's. But anyway, so sad. yeah, no. Anyway, so I like. Let's I, just take a minute for a recently, second. Remember all the geese who gave their lives okay, to Mets foie gras. Well, I mean, it's not every day I'm eating foie gras, but once in a while, it's a nice thing. Should we write a uh, We Are the World style song for the geese? You can, and I won't listen to it.
1: <laughs> and we'll call it, we'll call it honk if you're hungry.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I get it, because the geese honk. Uh, you anyway. should be much better mood than you are since what do Gordon Ramsay's. what are you talking about? Since your new uh, online boyfriend, well, listen, Gordon Ramsay. Once in a while, these things happen. I kind of
0: feel glad that I was just here for the moment. You were? Yeah.
1: I'm just glad you explained the moment so it didn't yeah, seem no, like... I needed to let everyone know. So how soon before okay, you DM it?
3: Gordon Ramsay and be like, hey, will you come on my podcast? Uh, we're going to flirt back and forth for another month or two, you know? Just like lay the groundwork. Yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. then I'll be like, hey, Hell's Kitchen season 11 shooting is wrapping up pretty soon. Why don't you come on the podcast and promote it?
1: <laughs> Matt, Ready? I just
3: need some space. No, no, Gordon. <laughs> Are
1: we gonna act it out together also, so you can uh, rehearse <laughs> <laughs> I wish uh, Carla I wish you could come on the podcast every week
0: you're awesome I know you say that to everybody I don't say
3: that to everybody he really doesn't I, do. I really don't say that to everybody well, I
0: appreciate it I would love to come on the podcast every week. he
3: takes his headphones off uh, rubs his eyes <laughs> and goes Jesus <laughs> I've never done that <laughs> sure you haven't no, well, guarantee that's after host Um but
0: I'm excited to go watch Craig Ferguson now just for because I didn't know we were on it together. These are the, this is the this is why it's better when you get to sit on the couch together because then Yeah. Um but that was also so you it was also the last show in, in that, the old studio. In the old studio. Yeah. Which he seemed to be feeling slightly emotional about.
1: Well it was uh it-
0: well, it is kind of space is a lot, like where you created, where something started. Yeah, I would think it would be weird to, you know, move.
1: And also, if you're any, if you're any kind of a performer, you you obviously are going to be like, maybe the show worked because it was in that space. I know.
0: It's well, we're also superstitious.
1: Absolutely, but know? also as a comic, you know that certain floor plans and certain room sizes work better right. for comedy.
0: Well, for sure, I know that too. About even, I mean, comedy for sure, but also. Uh, Uh, Like theaters in New York, I just, even if you're not doing a comedy, it's like there are certain spaces, there's certain Broadway spaces that work so much better than others. And no matter how much you do to project to this and that, it's like they just, it just falls on depth. It's just not the same.
1: It's weird. You are, so you are East Coast based, correct?
0: Right now I am. Yeah, I've been like back and forth, really officially back and forth between LA and New York for the last 15 years. But right now, I, right now it's the first time in, uh, since I was 14 that I don't actually, have a home in LA. Oh, shit. I know, it's really weird. It's actually very strange. Oh my I God. To
3: say. You can stay at my place. I have an empty. you're really awesome (laughs) Um, it's not far from here Matt will just have to move his weird massive uh, guitar collection out of the way um, I'll pull 14 guitars out of our room for you. maybe
0: you could teach me to play the guitar as well while you're helping are you left-handed the iphone no
3: well that's gonna be a problem but
0: I'm not good with the right hand with the guitar either so I could just learn left right I I don't have any there's nothing (laughs) (laughs) I haven't made any progress yet with the other hands
1: so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna nerd you up a little bit just give you some We'll we'll, we'll, we'll school you on some internet stuff. First of all, you just need to go to Reddit. R-E-D-D-I-D dot com. Just start there. I-T. Did I say D? Yeah. R-E-D-D-I-T. I I can't
0: even spell clearly because that sounded like it was a T.
1: Reddit. Go to Reddit dot com. And uh, and and then that'll start giving you a map of what is actually happening on the internet. Okay. It's good. And you you will fall into, hours will disappear from your life as you go down the rabbit hole.
0: Fantastic. I've read it. I'm, I'm gonna do that immediately. And
1: we'll have you back on whenever you want. Do you is there um, anything you want to promote? Is well, there...
0: you know what I would say. Well, political I, animals. I was gonna say oh, I'm super passionate about that. Um, I really, really love doing this show. And Greg Berlanti, who wrote it, um, is uh just an awesome writer, and the uh, Sigourney Weaver is incredible, and oh, Ellen Burston, who's like the most stunning. Obviously she's a phenomenal actress, but she's like the most stunning almost 80-year-old woman you've ever seen, but not even, like, she's stunning for that age. She's just one of the most amazing people on the planet, and uh, if I could ever be remotely as cool as her at any point, I'd be so happy. Um, Kieran Hines, who's incredible, and... Anyway, Sebastian Stan. It's just it's just a great, amazing actor. Stan Futterman, who you probably know from around and about. I don't know if you... He's been... He's that name been sounds like really familiar. As long as, as long as we have. Um, he's... Um, he wrote also, he's a really good actor, but he wrote Capote and got nominated for Academy Award for it. And now he's sort of writing a bunch of stuff um, as well. But uh, he plays my boyfriend on the show and my editor at the newspaper. Um, but what I want Can to I say. Can I just
3: imagine that this is a uh, Spin City spinoff? Um, I know, character. right? Exactly. And
0: finally, I, <laughs> I actually, I get to go. I, I get. I, I don't have to just be at home in my apartment. Um, I uh, No, but what I was going to say is this, what's interesting about this show is that it's gotten a lot of really amazing response, and I haven't had been involved in something in a while that people have been so passionate about being like, I'm addicted, I'm hooked, I'm like yeah. all these things, uh, and uh, and it's also just kind of delicious because it's it's a good, it's like a it, it's smart, but it's also a soap in the best like in the best sense of that word, in the sense that you know sort of it really keeps you every time every script would come, I was like I couldn't wait to see what happened, but it's it's also got. It needs more people to watch it because if it were on HBO or right. FX or uh, it's AMC, on USA, right? It's on USA, yeah. which gets Character's really big welcome. numbers. Yeah. Um, and uh, but this is a show that's much more like they are, they were really excited to have a show that's sort of much. They wanted something that was different, and
3: it's not Burn Notice, basically. That's or more, so- well, that's well, all the just, rest of the shows are blue sky shows. Where at the yeah, end of the day, it's, a, it's
0: just a different. Exactly, it's a totally everything like,
3: worked out. So way to go, Psych.
0: And so yeah. you know, so we 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 are in great position if we were on any other so kind stocky. of thing, but um, but in this one they're just used to really huge numbers. So um, so that is something I actually feel. I'm like I've, I I literally can't remember the last time I've done this where I'm like watch the show. It's so, so it's, awesome, it's, it's, it's a, but I do feel that way.
1: It's kind of a it's kind of a mini series, right? It's a
0: mini series, and actually this coming Sunday is the last of the six. Okay. Um, and you know, there's a chance it could it could actually we could have a longer life for it. There's definitely a lot to explore, or it could just be this this six and, um, but that I love. And then the other thing that down the road, which maybe all, and I have, there's some really fun people in it, so maybe, can you accommodate more than one person at a time? Or sure. I might really do that. There's a really cool movie that we shot for no money, really no money, in 15 days called uh, Hotel Noir. It's a black and white film noir, period noir. We shot it down at the Biltmore Hotel. Oh. And it's with Danny DeVito and myself and Rufus Sewell and Rosario Dawson and Kevin Connolly and Mullen Ackerman and... Um, God, so many uh, Robert Forster, and uh,
1: I will have all of those it's, people uh, on.
0: It's a really, and it's gonna, it'll come out in in October. Um, it'll come out this fall, but it's uh, I play a singer in it, and and it's a, uh, it's a really cool classic. Like if you put it in time capsule, you'd think it actually came out in 1959. The Biltmore, that's awesome.
3: That place for is the, so the Sedgwick in Ghostbusters.
1: It did. Yeah.
3: Oh, you mean the the interiors? I didn't know. The that. exterior when they pull up, they're pulling up to the Biltmore.
1: Well, are they really? Because yeah. I went to the, I went to the, I found the hotel. It's like on Central Park. It's right on Central you Park. You found the inside of the hotel. I found the, I thought I found the outside of the hotel. Well, maybe you found, one of the two. I think that, I, I think it's between. more likely they shot the interiors at the Biltmore and the exterior in New York because, and I'm going out on a limb here. Yeah, yeah. New York does not look like Los Angeles.
3: No, so. someone should tell CSI New York <laughs> to get the fuck out of LA. Have you guys like just happened to see that show? It was all on I'm a saying bar. is New York has a lot of great palm trees. It was on in a bar on mute, and I just could not fathom what I was seeing. Just, just like there, there's little. To well, that's hard any to believe. Care. You know, you
1: would think that the 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 target demo of CSI are detectives in their own right, <laughs> and would probably notice such uh, geographical inconsistencies. Oh, it's awful. But the uh,
0: Biltmore is so cool. I mean, because that's where the Academy Awards
1: used to be. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And
0: it's just such a, I feel like it's haunted, too. It
1: probably, probably is haunted, is. and it's just always nice. because <laughs> we, we, we don't have both. We're like, yeah, ghosts are probably ghosts. haunted. Yeah. Yeah. I know, whatever. I
3: mean, of course.
1: Uh, right, well, there's hundreds of ghosts in here right now. Yeah, it's, it's just
3: There uh, goes Toxin. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Steve Kometko. <laughs> Wait a minute. Steve um, <laughs> Jules. <laughs> well, guys. Thank you for being here. fantastic. I'm
3: so glad. You're not on Twitter or anything, are you? I'm not. Okay, well, if you were, we could be following each other, and then I'd be like, "Hey, Gordon Ramsay, check out this cool chick." Yep, and then he'd be like, "Followed," and then you wouldn't have to go through what I, I went through. It might be a lot of work for someone in your position. It might be a little
1: bit of it. My might problem be a bit work. is,
0: I also feel I feel like if I do something, I want to do it right. <laughs> right, and I feel like I wouldn't want to like not be following it consistently. And I really do. I don't. I don't understand how you guys and I'm. You are all as busy. We're all as, you guys are really busy. How do you? Get your emails, get your texts, answer your phone messages, and also do your Twitter. Like, I just don't know how I could have time.
1: Twitter is not something you set out to go do, at least. I, I, I always explained it as it sort of grouts your time in between the right. tiles of the other things in your I mean, life. you
0: are so, I mean, I, I, what I, I'm, I'm so open to, I should just do it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. I mean, really, there's, there's pre-
1: just, someone's party. Sc- there's enough energy
0: I'm, talking about not doing some, it. Why someone, I don't have someone's it, well, definitely
1: parked
3: it. your name on Twitter? I'm almost guys, positive. Gordon Ramsay update. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? What's happening?
3: Did he just message you again? He was just he. Yeah, he just said I was talking about me being a fat man, and uh, he thought. What is it was going
1: on? He thought the it was hilarious the, the, the that I th- said that. Would you guys just fucking glad, get it over he's with? I'm
3: glad that I enjoyed the restaurant. Oh my gosh. Because there's a scene in in uh, Hotel Hell which is Gordon Ramsay's new show oh I, watched I don't it care. last night where like he pulls out a suitcase and like he's going to get down to work and he takes out his chef's jacket and then he <laughs> puts on the chef's jacket and it was like watching Batman get suited up just like shot it really except, funny. Uh, except not. Except yeah, Gordon Ramsay's real and Batman's <laughs> not.
1: Shut up you oh, fucking asshole. God. Batman's <laughs> real. <laughs> Batman's really going to save us. He's going to save us. We don't live in Gotham. (laughs) Um, All right, Carla, uh, it is lovely to see you. Thank you so So much for being here, and uh, hopefully we'll see you you again soon.
0: We'd love that. Thank you so much.
1: Enjoy your burrito, everybody. Thank you. Everybody, uh,
2: I can't reach the button. (laughs) Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.